0: Dimp Digital presents Idle Game Chat
1: Hello, Apps here from DIMP Digital. Welcome to Idle Game Chat. This is the weekly video games podcast where we give our impressions of the games that you can play today and react to the latest news from the wonderful and wacky world of video games. We're here every Monday on your favourite podcast app and YouTube absolutely free. I'm joined once again by the former DIMP Digital Gaming Quiz champion. It's Pac-Man himself, it's Tom Edcock. How's it going? It's going good, mate. Thank you. Good. Excellent. So we've got a bit of a Games on the Grill session here, several games lined up to chat about. So we're not going to really deep dive into many of these. It's going to be sort of impressions, quick chat, and uh, we'll, we'll move on to the next one. I think we've got four or five lined up for the guys, and we're going to be leading or headlining it with Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout which is a a game that's come out recently on playstation plus that's really blown up i think anyway on the the internet and on on twitch and on twitter there's a lot of chatter about fall guys and we'll get into our experiences with that but before we kick things off formally i'm going to direct you towards patreon.com forward slash idle game chat and ask if you've got a spare couple of quid per month How about you go on there, join one of our tiers and support us financially. If you can't do that or you don't want to do that, fuck you. But at least tell your mate that this is the the number one sort of destination of video game podcasting. So maybe they'll put their hand in their pocket and show you up. Who knows? Fall Guys, Ultimate Knockout Adcock. What What are we doing with this one then? Because this is essentially a Battle Royale game. Really? Like when you boil down to what the the thing is, you start with sixty people and we get down to one winner, it's it's a battle royale game, but it doesn't feel or look like any battle royal game I've ever played.
2: Fortnite mixed with Tasheki's Castle yes. or whatever it's called. What's the one with Amanda Holden with the big balls? Not sexual. It's
0: not uh, a sexual
2: game. I don't remember that. Well not it's a knockout. <laughs> Something like that. You know, the one, I don't then, know, sort of Saturday night, you know, and they're always, I think it was filmed in like, Argentina. It was a man, yeah. Brian was the host. wasn't the in it cast. Top Gear. Yeah, yeah that's the one. one. Yeah, I forget what it's called. Wipeout.
1: Wipeout, Total Wipeout.
2: Yeah, that's the one. Next. That's what it is. Exactly that. You basically play as a, a walk in, <laughs> what's oh. it? I don't know what you call them. <laughs> Looks like my little mate Ash on a night out, my mate said. And I was like, right, that's, that is pretty much it, really.
1: Oh dear. And I guess the, um, the the crux of it is that you start with 60 people and rather than it being just one game, like in Fortnite, in Warzone, you drop into one map and it ends when someone's the last man standing on that map or last team standing. But in, in Fall Guys, you actually go through several rounds... Now I've not sussed out whether there's a set number of rounds or not. I think it's a little bit random and depends how many people fall out per round. But you can go anywhere between sort of three and maybe six rounds to get to like a final. And then when you're in the final, that's like your chance to win the uh, the show as they call it and get a crown, which you can use or show off, and that, that counts as a victory. But how have you found Fall Guys because it's been a bit of a sensation blowing up on on YouTube blowing up on Twitch blowing up on Twitter blowing up on any social media platform like it feels like they've hit a bit of a a home run with this one and the fact that it was on PlayStation Plus means that a lot of people have been able to try it with very little outlay financially
2: yeah, they've got, they've absolutely. I mean, I can't. They won't. I don't think they were expecting it to be this big, but no. I think one. When now you see it in hindsight, you look back and think, well, how's it taking this long for anyone to come up with this? Yeah. Because it's great format. Like um, Last Man Standing, you know, is is great. Um, Battle Royale, it's, it's all the rage at the moment. Like doing it as in like it's basically all done as like a, a TV show. In that it feels yeah. like a TV show. It's actually. Done, like you're on a TV show as well, with like multiple rounds. Um, it's super fun, it's surprising. Well, it's actually really frustrating. Oh, it's yeah. quite hard. I haven't actually won a tournament yet. I've got to the last round, as you say. I'm not sure how that works because I feel that when you kind of there'll be most of the games as uh, rounds are solo, but every now and again it will team you up in teams of two That's or three. Does. It does me as well. Like, I've either we've either absolutely dominated or been dominated and mm. it's like well and then you have like a final round which i'm guessing any of the rounds can be the final round but yeah basically i had this one where you're on like a honeycomb yes and so i've had that a couple of times but then i had the one where you've got to nick the tail was the last round which yeah. annoyed me because i'm like well i can't run any fu- it's like you've got it's not like Mar- i think that's where some of the balancing isn't quite right yet because from Mm. what I can gather you don't run any faster than anyone so it's really difficult to catch them and some little rat got the towel in the last sort of 10 seconds and he wins and I'm like well what's that about (laughs) so yeah but I mean overall I think I don't know how many different games there are I think what 12 would be my guess something like that maybe more I don't know
1: I mean I've played maybe four or five maybe south maybe north of that hours But I already kind of know a lot of the games inside out. Like, it feels like there's a lot when you first start. But when you actually start playing the game, because it's so quick-fire and you can go out quite quickly in a round, I guess you're playing through so many rounds, even in just one hour, providing the servers are working, that you're rattling through these different types of games. And I'm actually not saying it's not got enough variety, but it, it sort of runs its course quite quickly, I found
2: yeah i wonder now because it says literally on the game and the title screen season one so i yeah. wonder if they're already now literally hiring people and powering up to get season two out and add
1: some new stuff and
2: yeah double the uh the size of it maybe because uh yeah i i agree with you and i mean at the moment it's i find it fairly easy to get through the first oh i always i'll tell you the one i really don't like is that one it's a race to the finish mm and it's like the slimes rising. I think it's the oh, only one mate. where that happens. Yeah. Fucking hard that one is.
1: That is, it is hard because, because in most of the games, like it's a race, like, a lot of them, there's like races get from A to B, and there's loads of different like things in the way that can knock you off and slow you down and fuck you over. Basically as like a seesaw one, I think, which is quite fun. You know, you can get really snarled up and, and costed in that. But in those, there's no, it feels like there's no timer to like get there. Whereas in the one that Adcock just mentioned, that there's a slime rising, meaning if you're too slow to get through the obstacle, you get caught in the slime and you're immediately eliminated. And in some ways, that is frustrating because you can go out quite easily and you think well in most of these games I would have fancied myself to get back into it because there's always a chance of something going wrong for someone else because this one just kills it off so it is is frustrating but one of my frustrations is that I feel like I play too many rounds to get to a final and that having more of these slime rounds where it eliminates quite a few people would be a way of sort of expediting that and maybe shortening the amount of rounds needed before you get to a final
2: because more people are going out it's a good point because sometimes like, i feel like oh, a lot of people must have been eliminated in this round it goes like from 24 to 21 i'm like right well some t- i'll tell you here?
1: another thing on that i think some of that is that if you leave immediately when you're eliminated it doesn't retain your, you on the screen so I think what happens is a lot of people get eliminated at that screen, and actually there was forty people.
2: Ah, uh, right, you. Yeah, so they're already gone. they already, already gone. Exclude, because, yeah,
1: yeah, which is a bit of an oversight because like, I've done that and thought, what's the point in that
2: round? Two people God, yeah, are gone. That makes if more you, sense.
1: If you remember, if you try and sort of remember how many people started, it you'll be like, actually, there was forty there. And um, yeah, it's, so it goes from like reasonably easy to like just ludicrously not difficult because everyone's in the same boat but it's just a lot of luck i find
2: yeah absolutely
1: like, i very rarely will go out in the first round i think i may have only gone out once in the first round i've played a fair few games but once you're past that it's kind of like anybody's game as to who's going to go out and who's going to stay in and the finals like you mentioned is a honeycomb one where you're standing on a platform and there's loads of different like mini platforms I think you can stand on the platform for about a second and then it disappears and there's like yeah. eight levels of this so the, the key is not to fall all the way through to the bottom and and, and have nothing left um i've got to that several times i got down to the last one and die that was frustrating the tail one i had with five seconds left but there's about six people oh. in, like a me- in a melee and it was just like everyone was just pr- pressing r2 and it just popped out to some little rat and they run off and got it um <laughs> i was about a metre away from, like, uh, there's, like, a dash up a hill. Like, I think it's called, like, Full Mountain or something. And I was about a metre away from that, and some rat off the screen just jumped and got the crown, and I was like, right, where's he come from? I've been really, like, agonisingly close a few times and felt like I haven't really done much wrong there. So luck is definitely the order of the day. I mean, there is some skill to, to some of them, but ultimately you can get caught out because I don't think the controls are all that good doesn't doesn't feel the best game to play and maybe intentionally it feels clumsy so you're tripping over each other i guess
2: yeah i think that is intentional at the moment but i also wonder because i i think this like i think maybe i did go out first maybe early on a couple of times but i totally agree with you i can always even if i kind of have a mare at the beginning yeah i can always work my way back in yeah almost yeah every single time in the first round or two and I wonder if that's because I'm playing against a load of people who are just logging on. You know, I imagine people are signing up all the time and downloading the game. It's free at the moment. Yeah. And playing it. So I wonder, like, in a month from now, if it is still popular and people are good, like. Would it be impossible? Yeah. Or or is that just the nature of the game? Is that what a game is? Is it a bit of luck in reality? And that it's not. I mean, I'm not saying it's not skill based, but if everyone's on an even peg, you know, it's, it would then just be the luck of the day who gets them across the line because the controls are a bit shit and most mm. of the games are sort of like guess which you know you might have a game where you got to run to the finish and there's like four doors in a row and yeah. two of the doors are fake doors and you can't get through two of the doors are real so it really just becomes a bit of luck if you want to either hang back and try and capitalize yeah. on people's mistakes or be a trailblazer and get absolutely stung if you get it wrong so yeah. there's some i don't know yeah
1: there's some poor ones in there as well like the one i keep thinking of is like i think it's called a logic game and it's basically like there's a, there's a there's a uh, a fruit shown on the screen oh
2: yeah yeah i've only had that one like twice weirdly. yeah and
1: each of the platforms have like a fruit like a unique fruit on it and you have to remember where the fruits are and they flash on and off and then whatever shown on the screen you have to go to the platform that has that fruit like that is just like tedious i find to go through because all you do is run to where everyone else is going.
2: Yeah, exactly. And it gives you enough time to do exactly absolutely, that as well. Yeah.
1: You'd be very yeah. unlucky. I've seen a few people get stunned off. I think people held them back. But they're not all they're not all home runs, and some do feel a little bit samey. Um, how would you feel if they said? Because have you played this mainly just sort of solo, or have you been? have you done the online play or even any sort of local play i know some people have been doing like pass the control around which seems like a quite a good way to play it multiplayer
2: yeah no purely at the moment solo so i heard about it in the dim group first of all and kind of ignored it yeah. then like in a friend's group someone sort of said oh what's this fool guys i keep hearing about yeah. and i was like oh yeah i did hear about that dim what is it and then when i saw it was a free download i was like right i'll have something like that so i am scheduled to play some um like co-op or in some sort of way but i haven't yet what about you
1: no yeah all all been solo. and the main reason i haven't gone down the route of sort of playing online with someone because you can invite players into your lobby when you're whilst you're queuing is that i just don't like the idea of playing a game together where we don't we can't see we can see each other but we're not really working towards a goal together and then say like one of us goes out in the first round they then got to sit there and just watch you for like four rounds. And I can see, and maybe it's just because I'm a bit impatient. Like if I went out, I'd be sitting there like, I wouldn't want you to win. I'd be like, no, come on, get off this. I want to play again. Like, and I can see that just not being a, a satisfying experience to me.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't know what first round to last round is probably what, 10 minutes, but yeah, yeah I still get that, that. You could go out in the first one minute and then have to sit there and, and wait for someone to yeah get all the way to the end that would be frustrating and yeah you're right like i don't i don't think you can put even if you've got 10 or 15 mates you couldn't just have a like uh, invitation only game could you you'd only uh, go into a
1: they haven't got like that, private
2: i'm sure they'll work on yeah. that they won't they have any yeah, you private think... servers
1: yeah can you, can you imagine like a big like group like easy allies like if they're doing like a stream they could just invite like their patrons in like and have like a like a play of all like the people that are on their IGN could do like a stream, couldn't they? And be like, right. Anyone who's signed up for our newsletter, you can come into our lobby and they could set up like a private game just for like IGN, the, the staff and the players. Um, that'd be quite cool. But I really think the next, the, the thing they kind of, I want them to have is a team based setup where I can team up with you. And then me and you are playing as a pair in every round. And it's up to us as a team to get to the final, and if we win, we sort of get a crown each or whatever. That would be a a good next step to introduce like cooperative play because at present it's sort of like oh we're all in the same game, but we're not working towards, we're not working with each other. And I think having some unique games set up just for like twos and threes or or teams of fours, like times, and maybe you could have like I don't know, like ten teams of four or whatever, and they they get whittled down. Have games set up around that. I think that for me would be. What I'd be looking at, if I was looking at a roadmap for this, I'd want to see that because there's only so many times that you can sit there solo and play that and like not win. And then even if you do eventually win, I've got a feeling I'll be like, right, I'm done now. That's so kind of like one of those chicken and egg thing. It's like, do I play this until I get the crown or do I just assume I'm never going to get the crown? So I just bin it off. I'm kind of yeah, boat, sort of six, seven hours in.
2: That's very true. I think all those things will come. Like, I think yeah. this game has really caught cool. the, the makers by surprise how popular it is. Mm. And I think they'll yeah they'll be working hard now to try and make it more accessible and keep people coming back for more. Because I totally agree. It's a bit like Tetris. Uh, what was it called on Switch? Tetris 99. Oh, yeah. Tetris 99. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I never got a win on that, to be honest. And I let my little Nintendo membership things, like because uh, I was like, well, how, am I, how often am I playing online Switch? Never, basically. <laughs> so, I never got there, but that I don't have any kind of inkling to go back to it either. I'm like, and to be honest with that as well, because that's a fucking hard game to win. Had I ever won, I probably would have gone, right, quit while I'm ahead, I'm yep. done. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah.
1: I don't know. I, I might, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll dabble back into it, and if they ever do do like a team or a clan-based setup, I'm well up for going back in, Properly, like, and trying to get a win as a team, because you can sort of all bask in the glory. Make sure we get no stragglers, no weak source in there. Don't want anyone costing us on the final hurdle, do we?
2: Do not be getting in then, because that will happen. No. But yeah, no, I agree. Basically, I think it's a. Uh, t- for me, I think where I've struggled to kind of find another game after like Last of Us, it has been that nice like palate cleanser. I'm like, I'll give this 20 minutes. Yeah. it Turns into an hour, and then I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. But yeah i look forward to it it's been a nice it's been a nice surprise but uh yeah i want to see it expanded a bit and see what they do with it really
1: yeah i'm gonna withhold giving out a recommendation because i don't feel i've played quite enough of it and um but i'd say you know verbally that if you've got PS plus like absolute no-brainer to get this um and then if you it's on steam as well so if, if you're on pc I, i'd give it a go like it's not going to break the bank and if you like the idea of it or like the look of it then you know you'll you'll get a few hours of fun out of it for sure and you can always check back in as and when they add stuff providing they they follow through and start building up this building up this platform. Makes you wonder like if it wasn't on PS plus, would it have got the traction it's got? Because it's just such an easy sell to get people to play, isn't it? It's like just download it and it's not a big download and it's including your membership. Like whereas if you said, Oh buy that it's 17 quid would someone go oh, maybe,
2: yeah maybe i'll do it next week it's such a smart launch to be fair like well they make
1: any money though that's my worry
2: oh mate they will do down the line will when they oh do you, want to buy you can buy steam? stuff on it to be fair yeah oh you can already i mean i i knew you i didn't know you could but i knew you definitely would be able to 100 percent. yeah
1: so i hope they uh they put i think it's 16 uk pounds on steam so probably about right feels fair to me. Like, for what could be an endless... That could be... we could get, like, either six hours out of it, half a dozen hours, or four dozen hours, depending on how hooked you get. That's very true, yeah. I think that's a decent price. Anyway, that's Fall Guys. Like, it is a sensation, and uh, I'll be surprised if anyone who's got a Twitter account hasn't seen Fall Guys. Anyone listening to this would have, because they're probably following game people. But even people that aren't, I'm seeing, like, celebrities playing it, like, sports people like good job for getting this out and to be fair last E3 I saw this I think I even posted it in that dimp group saying this is like looks like one to have an eye on and I forgot it was even coming out and then a week before I kind of checked what Adkins has sent over he's like in charge of sending over the the Xbox Gold games or the Playstation Plus games and I was like oh fuck me it's that game it's full Guys and blown up so well done to the boys there I want to chat about Carry On
2: do you have any idea what this is? It. No, I don't know what platform it's on. I literally, until you mentioned it, then I've never heard. of Carry on.
1: So, to me. platforms. Let's do that first. Steam, Xbox Game Pass. So cool. your, your little ears are pricked. I mean, up now. yeah. Um, it is a two D Metroid. I hate using all these like descriptive words. Metroidvania. Um reverse horror games that is the common descriptor you play as an organism don't know what it is like some blob of shit that you can you can fire out tentacles and grab people with but you play as a, an organism that is it seemingly escaped from your jar or whatever in a um, in a lab in a in a research facility and the aim of the game is for you to escape as this blob and you, you do that by roaring around the different screens, eating people, growing, learning new skills, doing puzzles, and doing what you do to get out, whatever, whatever that entails to get out of a uh, a research facility, which is a lot of door opening. It isn't?
2: sounds like the final third of Inside. Yeah, it, it Yeah, it is very much...
1: I, I imagine there's some sort of influence there, in all honesty. Um so, yeah, I mean, I, you, it's, it's very simplistic. Like, it doesn't look anywhere near as nice as inside. Like, and it's not a platformer. You're just, like, this blob on the screen. There's, like, really basic, like, levels, sort of 2D sprites. And, you know, you're not going to look at this and go, oh. you'll be like, right, that looks like a, a bit of a throwback of them on this. But it's an interesting concept in that you're sort of sneaking around the, the facility, eating people, growing... And trying to escape because normally you're being hunted by the monster you're hunting a monster whereas in this case you are um the monster so off the back of that description any opening questions
2: massively interested because especially when you said xbox game pass yeah and anything that kind of even gives me slight um inside vibes i'm on board for yep so is there much of a story or is it yeah. like how is this, and is there a, yeah if there is how is it told if you're a blob of tentacles
1: that's the trouble they've got is that it's not on a narrative level to inside it's kind of told in the same way and that there's no direct storytelling like it's, things just sort of happen and you do play through some flashbacks to kind of fill in the gaps but other than that there's no characters like there's no like oh like, it's not even like a, a research facility head that you like see on the screen going, "Oh, the, the little shit's escaped, kill it." So it's not as though you're trying to hunt him down, him or her down. There's zero characters in it, and to be honest, the narrative is probably the weakest part of it. You just sort of you just know that you're trying to get out, and that by getting out, you have to, you know, complete these puzzles, eat people, grow, learn new skills, and and, and get out of the little shithole that you've you found yourself in.
2: Okay, uh, like how long is this game?
1: About five, six hours. So not long. I like probably do it in four, actually, between four and six. We'll go with that. Um, so it's doesn't it outstay its welcome. Like I think that's the that's an important thing to call out in where many games do outstay their welcome these days. Half Life Alex coming up. Um, in a different podcast. Um, this is short and to the point and is about the right length really for what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. So. Absolutely fine with the length. In fact, sort of applaud it for not going too far of it because it got to the stage where I was a bit like, this is starting to wear thin, but I knew I was coming towards the end of it. So I was fine. I was like, I can just do this last half hour or whatever, and then, you know, I'm done. So
2: is it one continuous sort of like level or is it mm-hmm. broken up into like st- stages All or
1: screens basically? So you'll sort of go off screen, it'll fade to black, and then I load up a new screen. Okay, it's that's, that's a little bit disappointing. And the other thing that I mentioned is a bit of a Metroidvania game. One of the key components of that is a is a useful map to figure out where you've gone, what you've bumped into, all that good stuff. This has no map, so you're doing it off memory, which at times you will get lost. You, and it's one of those things where people say, no oh, you don't need a map." Like, yeah, you don't you don't need a map, but I would like a map still because it makes my life just a little bit easier.
2: I'm going to be honest, I'm pretty poor even with the map. You'll get lost. Like, yeah, like Sarah sees me sometimes. She goes, Why are you going back out to that room? She's not even watching the game, like, not even paying attention. I'm like, I'm heading over to that generator room. She's like, Yes, yeah, back the other way. And I'm like, Wow. <laughs> yeah, so just I'm poor. Based
1: on that alone, I'd like to just hear your thoughts on this one day. Just see I'm
2: going to play it for sure, actually. you—you you, It's definitely like, piqued my interest. I'm on board for it. Yeah. Especially yeah. the fact that it's free. Yes.
1: Last pitfall is I play this on PC. Mouse mm-hmm. and keyboard jobby, and I think it might be a bit clunky on a controller to control because um, the way you move, you don't use like the analog stick. You won't use the analog stick, sorry, to like move around because you're like a blob. You don't have arms and legs. You sort of like uh, I use the mouse to point where I want to go, right click, and it will sort of fire out a tentacle and like pull me towards it. Got it. So I imagine on the controller you're gonna do the right stick and then like hold our trigger. So it's not the end of the world, but you won't have the same precision. And surprisingly, like there's there's enemies like there's like research staff that you can just kill. They're just scientists, but there are like soldiers and guards on this, and they will rip through you if you let them. Like they will shoot the shit out of you, and you go down quite easily, even from like fully evolved status. Like it doesn't take a lot of shots to kill you. And sometimes you just need a bit of precision to balance on top of like a you know a bit of the environment where the, they can't shoot you, and you can wait for them to turn around, drop down, and you know, eat them or whatever. So I think it's like, like a
2: good balance between puzzles and action or is it? Yeah, there is. they don't, they don't like
1: if there was too much action in this game, it would definitely suffer. Like it would definitely be a bit of a grind. And there are some rooms that are like, you get in there and you're like, fucking hell, how am I going to get through this? Cause even though you are like, you still feel vulnerable. And I guess that's one of the other things. It's a little bit of a, a stinker is that I kind of wanted to be just like God, like just to yeah. through like always well, like Mister X, basically, I like just tear him through anyone in my way, like a full blown like fully evolved nemesis, just like yep. Yeah. But you don't, you actually feel quite vulnerable because you can you could die so quickly. And there's not only do they human enemies, there's also like like robot enemies, like sentries and things like that, which I just hate in games. I always, yeah. remember, I always remember in Bioshock those little flying fuckers, and I used to really on my tits they did so yeah it's um it's definitely not the perfect game but as a a game on game pass and something that i had earmarked last year i was pleased to see it came out this year because i wasn't expecting it i was kind of like oh that's been silent for a while it's really good to see that and then big phil spencer at microsoft lands a deal that it it appears on game pass so i'm like that's perfect for me because i probably would have bought it on steam anyway so that membership again paying dividends i don't know how many times we have to say that on idle game chat
2: Nice. All right. Anything else to say before we thumbs it up? Um,
1: just that you, you learn new skills as you go through. The puzzles sometimes require you to devolve. So as you get bigger and you unlock new abilities, you kind of can get even bigger. But for some of the puzzles, you have to be a certain size. You have to be a bit smaller. So there are elements where you have to go into like a little pool and drop off a bit of your mass to go into that size. Which is quite good. And also they kind of some people think this is a bit obvious but they they kind of like signpost it because there'll be like one of those little pools nearby
0: if you're struggling
1: you might think fuck how do I get that and then you'll be like oh I'll just drop that off though okay thank you Um, right and there doesn't appear to be any sort of like failure states where you can't progress if you've dropped off a bit and can't get back so they've they've thought about all the different ramifications of changing your mass and increasing it and decreasing it and um overall it's a it's a reasonably unique game it's a bit clumsy at times but a good fun experience for a few hours and it's sort of like almost the perfect sort of game pass game for a weekend or for a couple of nights one week just to see off so quite pleased nice. to have got through it carry on
2: carry on i will check it out
1: Yep, i will give it one thumbs up
2: cool i mean that's yeah again what i expected from what you said nice one
1: excellent resident evil 3 we've chatted about this i chatted about it but i'm not mr resident evil you are so i thought it'd be good just to sort of revisit this as briefly or as long as you want there's no pressure here. we can do what we want it's our show but you've got through resident evil 3 i don't know if it's based on my review i'm assuming it helped you make a decision but how did you find um resident evil 3 <sighs>
2: Oh, I liked Resident Evil Three. Got it as a, a birthday gift, and um, I'd pretty much be in two or two. it's fucking short that game. Brisk, isn't it's it? about,
1: yeah, it moves you along quickly
2: as well. Yeah, like, no, you're not I in think those be...
1: sewers for more than half hour if you just do the tasks.
2: No, exactly. I think I'd be in probably half or just slightly half of what I'd done E Two in mm. both times. So it, it's you know, that's it's. I mean, not a shame because I enjoyed it. Um, I mean, you know, if I was a youngster and I could only afford this one game for a few months, I'd feel a bit hard done by, I think. Do you not
1: think, though, like, I was thinking about this the other day, funnily enough. I think I don't really want to play Resident Evil 2 again, but I would consider playing Resident Evil 3 again because it's quite short. And it's a bit more like, there's there's puzzles in it, but I won't get stuck because it's kind of like moving you along as i said at a decent pace i kind of think this actually for repayability might have just a slightly more enticing structure to me personally
2: i would 100% agree i think as well because obviously like those proper survival horror games mm. they're brilliant but they're also very stressful you know yeah. like when you you get to your save and you've done an hour and a half or you've done whatever yeah. you're you were aiming to do in your own brain you're like right I can switch this off now you do kind of think thank fuck for that whereas this i mean it is survival horror but you there's a lot of ammo isn't there like you never yes. feel yes um like um too underprepared and also like there's a lot of like hard cut off where you know you're done with an area you can't go back you'll only be in one location probably for like an hour an hour and a half and it just moves you along and you're like oh okay i'm done with this now so yeah. I, I can relax it starts again um so yeah i i do yeah completely agree with that i just think I think it's pretty obvious in hindsight. I keep saying that, but uh, um, this was probably meant to be made or considered at one point to go in a package with Resi 2. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. I think the big downside, unfortunately, I think you mentioned this, is that they nailed the kind of roaming ultimate bad guy in Resi 2. Like the Nemesis should be better, but he's just not, like, in any way, really. He's just like he's bigger for sure and he's able to do more things but he's so scripted and i don't i mean i've played this on the og playstation and i really enjoyed it and i can't to be honest i can't really remember it but at least in my like young brain it didn't feel as scripted as this um I mean, I'm sure it was. It just didn't feel the same way. Maybe I just didn't know, you know, 3D games like I do now and, you know, how things work as much. But, um, so yeah, so he's really no... He's he's uncomparable to Mr. X. It's not the same deal at all. Like Mr. X could come up at any point. You was always a bit worried about him. Those footsteps stomping around and yeah. fucking shits you up from doing whatever you were doing. This is completely different. So... He's very, like, underwhelming compared to that. He's just literally a boss character, I would say. And then because he's a boss character, he's, like, pretty much the only boss you ever fight, which, (laughs) again, I can't remember. But from reading reviews from people who do remember, like, they've actually stripped out a couple of the the other bosses that were in the original game. I'm just... I'm interested. I'd like to just listen. I don't care particularly, but I'd be interested to know why they, like, made the choices they made with this. It's not like they were you know in a rush or you know someone was getting sat Kojima style so i'm just wondering why they decided to make the game yeah it's half strange. as long
1: i've always wondered this like since they renounced the resident evil 2 remake i was a bit like what about resident evil because it was clear that I know, I know it's already been remade once but it was clear that it's these two play nothing like even the remake on gamecube like yeah. they they don't have any tank controls. It's it's a modernized version and reimagining of Resident Evil two and three. Whereas I find and you can tell me if I'm wrong. Because I've never played enough of them, but I find that the remake of one is just like an enhanced version of that first game, retaining a lot of the mechanics and adding a few bits here and there, and uh, obviously make it look a lot nicer. But the game still plays very much the same. Like it feels like a a, a, a piece of art from its time whereas these two are modernized sort of this gen you would put that anybody in front of that and they say yep yeah, that was made in the ps4 xbox 360 era
2: yeah i mean so it's like a 1.5 that original game yeah you make in the. there's massive like story there's extra characters added extra enemies like as in like big enemies with story arcs and Shark like things are like he? mixed shark's always in there actually oh. yeah jaws yeah he was in the original i think this is a a, a sort of mother shark basically in the first one you'd walk in the room and you could get eaten if you hung around right. in this one you could get eaten but then when you get down a layer there's like a like the big mama sort of tries to ram through <laughs> like the glass and kill you sort of like jaws three. um jaws free 3d so get right. that in vr they say oh, um yeah so um and then yes and it was a bit of a remix and it was like crimson head zombies that would come back to life if you didn't burn yep. them and be like twice as hard so they definitely it was definitely an upgrade i just don't think they had a better version of the tank control still so con- controlling wise and everything like that was still rooted in that original and obviously now you know speaking to you it's near on impossible to play as a modern uh-huh. gamer
1: it's not, so but I'll just... Struggling. Patience. Like I said, I want you to go back and play that.
2: It's not going to happen now. you fucking soured with me on it, so I'll leave it in my brain where it's lovely. What um, do you think...
1: What do you think? You mentioned that Nemesis is pretty much the only boss. What do you think of the encounters you had with Nemesis? I kind of quite like them. They felt like highlights to me, the, the encounters that you have with him. And you see him change throughout the game from like looking like a bit like mr X is like typical resident evil blob yeah <laughs> as we get to
2: yeah it's pretty cool i always find it. i always found this on like resident evil like it's never normally completely clear to me at first what i'm meant to do to beat him because you fucking can end up wasting uh, loads of bullets yes. and then you're like every but the worst case this. scenario
1: is that you waste a load of bullets and then just scrape through yeah and leave yourself really compromised for the next section yeah. of the game you're better off just dying once you sussed it and going right I'll be using these. I think I was using those trip mines incorrectly for ages on one encounter. Yep. And I was like, Oh, you idiot.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I, t- I yeah, a hundred percent agree with that. Cause yeah, it's normally always like something to do with the environment you need to kind of harness. And if mm-hmm. you fucking just waste a load of bullets on them, then realize, as you say, just fucking call it a day and start again. Although it does, it checkpoints in really weird places. You always have to watch the cutscene again. That annoyed me. I was like, Yuck, right.
1: Mate, that is a pet peeve of mine. I really hate it when when games do that. I mean, fortunately, just, I didn't have too many struggles, but some of them are like a few minutes long. And I, I don't, I'm always one of those people that hates skipping the cutscene,
2: even if I've seen yep, it. But even annoying. if you
1: don't like doing that and you like skipping it, why have you once, why? why Why is it there?
2: I wonder if it's so you can go back to your save box and like, if you fucked it that way, maybe there is some sort of method to the madness. I don't know, but you could just reload your last save if that's the case, I guess. So yeah, don't really know what they're doing, but they're all, yeah, they're unique. All the encounters to be fair, like very different from each other. And they're quite creative. Some of them, um, yeah i enjoyed him i thought he was, in that respect it was fine it's just after dealing with Mr. because obviously in two you've got mr x stomping around but you've got all your traditional baddies yeah. as well mm. um so it just makes yeah it's just I, I think what you said about it is all true and what everyone kind of said it's just weirdly if this one had come out first and two was then the successor you'd be like yeah they've improved it in every way <laughs> yeah, whereas this one that. they've just yeah it just feels a little bit <laughs> stripped back it's just it's just strange basically because it's it's not nice. i like the other thing i think i said to you at the time i didn't realize how again i think there was a massive gap between me playing og 2 and 3 so mm. i just didn't realize how interconnected they are like there's some really nice little throwbacks like the fact that you kill like the policeman or the zombie that kills bites the policeman or yeah. whatever. And you're like, oh, all right, sweet. And that's where that past comes from. Now I'm back in the police station. Yeah. Like it all just, yeah, it connects really well.
1: Yeah. I think if you like, I guess the biggest, the reason it got dinged first of all was that it was so soon after two and it, in hindsight, maybe it was priced not appropriately because it was a day one sort of 45 quid jobby, which is yeah. steep. And I think you mentioned that last time and asked me and I was like, it probably kind of is.
2: Yeah, I agree with that as well, yeah. I Did mean, I you know is you.
1: that there's, and this is, you know, we're talking like minor spoiler things here, this is something that happens very early in the game. is like a, there's an enemy type, it's a zombie, but it's like a, the parasite zombies that pop up. They oh, yeah. Can, they can like sting you from range. Any The rumour is that that is there to link in to the Last Plug Us Parasite ah, from Resi interesting. 4 maybe. So are we going to get that continued universe? I know we've discussed it before, but just a little nugget for people that perhaps weren't sure what the reference was. But
2: So were they not in the original three then? Have they added those in?
1: I don't think so. Yeah.
2: I, I think, I I think I read a, in the game, there's like a file or something that mentions saying about the European base oh, yeah, of the
1: like... site. Yes, there is. Because yeah. there's basically there's a guy from one of the European sites that's like, you lot aren't doing enough. Like you're not, pushing the envelope enough and it's, it's made out that the European bases of Umbrella are like are unhinged almost. They're like, they're like really pushing the limits on what's acceptable and even like some of the shitty US ones who have done some pretty terrible stuff are a bit like, rain it in mate, like that's, that's a bit far <laughs> fucking about with parasites or beaters and That's it, and yeah. Like. Yeah, it's really good. I like, I enjoy those little bits that you pick up for that. Mate, it's like one of the few games where reading the notes is worthwhile in a lot of cases like, they're not not too long. They're not they're not a pain in the ass. And they you do find like little nuggets like that in there, and you're like, cool. Is that setting something up or is it? Yeah, it's not.
2: The, yeah, the originals. I've- I, I totally agree. I've always liked that in the Resident Evil games because normally the payoff is they are sitting saying it's just round the corner. It's like pretty sweet, it gears you up nicely. And you're like, "cool, I'm going to be seeing this new enemy now. What's it going to be?" Yeah. I also like a bit. It's again a bit like a tying in where you meet the guy in the gun shop. who has got the little girl. Yeah, yeah. In the room, and you're like, "well, that does them well in Resident Evil 2." So, know <laughs> where no, that's so, going. Yeah, but yeah, it's really nice. I, I just forgot about all of that, and I was like, "I'm really glad I've played this." Yeah. So I did like as a Resident Evil fan, and if you. Can pick up the game cheap it's a must play yeah but i do also get i think all the criticism it got is all deserved as well
1: yeah yeah i I agree with that what would you give it on the old thumbs up thumbs down rating
2: i mean i would give resi 2 two thumbs up so i'd give this one thumbs up yeah
1: i agree with that um infamous first light is next to me this is a very old video game um people are like what the fuck's that infamous first light was a standalone spin-off slash downloadable content extra for infamous second son it released in august 2014 so later on the original release of second son um i use this game as a transition stroke bridge game after the last of us part two now i've spoke akins certainly feels this and i've we've mentioned it a couple of times on various podcasts but sometimes when you play like a really good to great video game like it's hard to get any sort of motivation to play anything else because it doesn't feel up to scr- up to standard. And I was struggling with that a little bit after The Last of Us Part Two. And I thought, you know what? I've got Infamous First Light sitting there. I know it's like five hours long tops. It's a little spin-off. It's, it's a spin-off and a DLC add-on of the first game I got on PS4. It's Sucker Punch, who uh, have just released Ghost of Tsushima. So it'd be nice to sort of go back and compare some of their work from then let's dive in and just do this so i jumped into infamous first light and in all honesty it's not very good <laughs> but I, it was it was a good transition game to sort of just cleanse my palate before you know some of the bigger titles were coming down later this year but um i don't know if you've got any questions on this really i don't know if you, i don't think you've played infamous um
2: i have all i know is i remember this this was one of the, like, the first games to come out on playstation 4 right like yeah, I think what, it was like March it come out. It, 2016?
1: Yeah, it was like March 2014, I believe, and the cool. consoles had come out November, October time. So within this, first, it's like in like the launch window, as they like to say these days. So is, is it coming out at launch? Well, it's in the window? It's like, well, is, it, is it there day one when I pick it up from game? Nope. Okay.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, how does it look? It's my first question. Because so I basically I played about three hours of Alien Isolation. Yeah. And I, like, I'm sure it's a great game, but the first thing I, I just couldn't believe how bad it looks. You oh. know, like the character models. No, I know that's probably. I mean, the, the the environment all brilliant, but just yeah. like when I looked at like the facial like yeah. uh the models, I was like, Jesus, we've come a long way. Yeah. Like, yeah, because that was cross gen though, wasn't it? So I mm-hmm. mean,
1: yeah, it's the same with First Light, like. The, the environments look quite nice, but then when I compare it to Ghost of Tsushima, it's like, this is it's different. It looks like a different console yeah. playing it on. like It's not. It's the same development. This is the crazy thing. It's the same development team on the same hardware. Okay, I've got a pro. Okay, so it, it will look a little bit better, but even without that, 99% confident that it's going to look like a night and day almost. And yeah, you it, it, and the biggest takeaway is this feels like an early generation game. And you kind of lose sight of that as you play games and you know only play the stuff that's coming out that year. You play it, put it away, finish it, blah, blah, move on to the next thing. It is eye-opening when you go back to a game like this because it just feels a little bit old already, which is an incredible thing to say. It's been six years, granted, but again, we're still in the same generation and already it feels almost last gen, which is, which yeah. is crazy, really. I think there is like a transition between new generation and old generation where you kind of get everything feels at the peak of the last generation will feel just as good on the new generation, but then you're waiting for that next stage of when next gen takes over and, and things start feeling like the PS5, they'll feel different.
2: I yeah. hundred percent. F- yeah. The first
1: few games are going to feel like, because feel like we've just kind of peaked in here with some of the games, like Last of Us Part Two, for example, and other stuff. Like I feel
2: like this has been the case for the last couple of generations, yeah. isn't it? There's like like the last year of games that come out on uh, Last Gen and this Gen are nearly always such,
1: better than all the launch stuff,
2: yeah, exactly without, without
1: fail. And like yeah. it takes a while for something to come along, and you're like, ah, okay. Um, so yeah,
2: kind of in- and then the worry is when the next gen comes out. Hopefully, this time will be different, but they're almost like the best like looking games tend to be much, like those kind of almost tech demo yeah. games i forget do you remember that one that was on ps4 like Neck. um that's that steampunk one do you remember that kill zone like, no oh like, the order 18 or yeah 87 or whatever that one it yeah. didn't even come
1: out and release that's what killed that off <coughs> that came out
2: let me just look that up because i remember that
1: being like, i was not defending it because i didn't think much of it but i felt sorry for it because it was it came out in 2015, so 2013 right. the console's come out. So it's about 18 months because it was early 2015. Cool. But okay. had that come out at launch, it would have felt fine because it was like, okay, it's kind of what we're yeah. expecting. But already by 2015, loads of stuff has surpassed it, and yep. it felt really poor, a lot of poor, like just really basic. And um, yeah, this feels like that. I mean, it's it's a it's a side story of one of the characters in the main game called Fetch. Um, it's fine like you one of the great things about infamous second son and i bet if i went back and played that it'd be an eye opener but you you can use several different powers like a handful of powers in this you're restricted to only what fetch has got which is like neon power which is basically like you can move at the speed of light and bits like that so you're already you're kind of losing one of the great things about second son in that you can only use one set of power sure you get you get a few more special abilities and abilities that you don't get in the original game but that doesn't replace being able to like switch up your powers mid battle yeah. and, and and really like mix things up so it kind of suffers from that the story is just fucking throwaway. away toot really it's like a little it's like oh this is the origin stories of fetch and it's. It's like, yeah, I, don't, I forgot on who Fetch was. I don't care. It's one of those games that really I should have played back in the day. It's a real yeah, lesson yeah, yeah. in that if you've got a bit of DLC for a game you enjoyed and it's sitting there, just play it. Don't wait until the end of the generation and then try and play it because ultimately it just won't stack up. So based on that, I'll give it unfairly, in many people's eyes, one thumb down. Cool. Not worth the time, really. I'd rather play Carry On again
0: yeah and
1: that's that's what it's up against same sort of length far smaller budget and yet carry-on's coming out on top I'd rather play Resident Evil 3 through again I've probably played that game that's <laughs> you know that's what we're getting to unfortunately um, I've got on here mobile game I've forgotten to write down what the name of it is
2: The Curse of Ilios The
1: Curse Fantastic. of Ilios yeah what are we doing I with don't this know thing?
2: that's how it's pronounced if I'm honest but that's what I'm going with
1: Curse of Ilios to me, so uh, because we don't do a lot of mobile games here, and people don't see the Clash of Clans anymore, so it's rare to see this. So this is by Abbey
2: Light Studios. They're big, right? Hmm. Well, I guess so. I've I've heard of them, (laughs) so they're here, they're on, they're making games. I don't really know how I am. I picked up at this on. Twitter, something from the developers, and I was like, right, what is this? Basically, as a kid, I'm a bit older than you. um, I don't, to be honest, this this is like my app's ad hoc. This makes no sense. But my favourite films were like films from like the 60s, like um, Clash, no, Jason and the Argonauts. Do you ever see that film? Yep. Yep. Oh, come on, mate. And then, do you know, they've got the the, stop motion guy, like Ray Harry, Hassan Hassan, or whatever his name is, made like the Sinbad movies, Clash of the Titans, Jason Mm. and the Argonauts. You don't know any of this, do you? Oh, my God, mate. I'm going to educate you. You're coming around Saturday, marathon (laughs) time, okay? Going to back to back some of the best (laughs) basically i used to love like anything that was like greek mythology and this guy was like famous for like making movies where you had like a hero he did have to go and do like some mythical quest and there was like all those famous monsters from greek mythology and he would like stop motion these monsters he's super famous and like well for old people (laughs) and pretty amazing I'll, i'll send you some links on youtube there's some really good stuff yeah, and this game is exactly that. Well, do you know what? It's, it combines that my love of like Greek mythology with that sort of like retro head gamer of like the eight bit worlds. So it's an eight bit game. Yeah. If this game had come out when I was ten years old, it would one hundred percent be my favourite game of all time. Right. It's like, <laughs> okay. It's it's full of eight bit visuals. Eight. 8- bit hardness it's probably seven or eight levels they're really short but you know they're really fucking hard as well there's a tiny bit of metroidvania vibes there where like go. some levels will be just left through right with a boss at the end some will be like left through right but there'll be a up section down section lowest like three levels you have to collect three keys no, so I'm, it's pretty I'm looking at a video of it it looks
1: yeah you're right it does look like a throwback of like
2: yeah, so it's well, pretty simplistic, game. but like loving those films, like they've got all the sort of like major stop motion bad, like reducers in there, this big like I don't know if you've seen in the geezer called Talos who chases you across the level, he's like a big statue that comes to life.
0: Right. Like they
2: really sort of mind my those favourite films from the sort of sixties, seventies, eighties and turned it into a video game. And to be it's honest, incredible. like basically I, I saw it coming out, so I pre ordered it and uh got a little <laughs> notification <laughs> the, a couple of months
1: on the app, Yeah just it? on
2: like on the app store I didn't even know you could do it it just said come in like whenever like June 12th or whatever and uh, then on the day, I was like, forgot about it. It's like, yep, the game's installed and on my phone. It's like, right. So you, I mean, to be honest, it controls like a fucking bit of garbage because you got that on-screen,
1: oh, you yes. know, pad
2: mimic. So they've not figured out not,
1: anything else yet for that.
2: Oh, I mean, I'm sure you can nowadays plug in a proper controller to your phone. I mean, an Android. At least I've got iPhone, so don't know how that works, and I didn't bother researching it. But I'm sure you can do it a better way. And I think yeah. it is out on some cons i don't know where it's out on actually but if it's out but on you console, found it on, it on the on app that. store oh, i found it on the app store and as far as i know that's the only place you can do it but maybe it's available on steam perhaps which would be a much better way to play it. mouse keyboard some sort of controller anything would be better oh, than a. Perhaps. apparently
1: it's i can download it now for free it's freeware
2: oh there you go i'll say get it because it is it's just like i mean maybe it appeals to me because of that like, nostalgia
1: yeah, mate, but look at the features, it. look at this little rundown,
2: look oh, and feel
1: of a console game from 1987 88, it's a very specific timeline there. It's very
2: didn't, specific, <laughs> Didn't yeah. like
1: extend it into the 90s, I was like, no, once it gets to 88, so that's that. Based on Greek mythology, 7 levels, 9 bosses and more than 40 unique enemies. A secret level, one if you got this, that nah. can change the curse of the game. Jesus. Around yeah. forty-five minutes of game length once fully mastered. That's it. That literally <laughs> Is that, is sums that correct forty five minutes, Jobby, and
2: if you may took me about nine hours, but yeah, forty five <laughs> minutes it's fucking hard, mate. But yeah, it is about that. It's kind of done in the um ghouls and ghosts, ghosts and goblins deal. So yes. you've got armor or you can get armor. If you get hit once, you're down to like your pants, essentially. If you get hit again, you're, you're pretty much dead. So it's fucking hard. It is. I know there is like life, but yeah, the armor just saves you. It gives you a yeah. boost. But um, it's really smart in that they've done some nice things. Like obviously you know on that retro feel which they didn't kind of do back in the day so you have got like a sort of Mr X that level where you got the uh the the big statue chasing after you the whole way Mm. when you fight Medusa like you've got she'll do this thing where she turns you to stone so you've got to be really careful and like make sure your back's turned to her (laughs) So there's some clever little gimmicks. I mean, obviously, we're in 2020, so they're not really that clever. But, you know, just like riffing on what they would have been able to do back then, they've kind of just improved on it all. And there was like a little very, you know, vague storyline, this little boss run at the end that made it really fucking hard during the last level. But I was like absolutely pleasantly surprised. It was like the most video gamey game that I've played on mobile. You know, yeah. it was, in its like structure, it was just, here's your levels, here's your bosses. There's no in-game purchases. It ain't fucking... A watered down version of Saint on consoles. It isn't something that's got like a thousand microtransactions in it or whatever, or you know, just slashing the screen. It was like a proper video game. And yeah. I Yeah, I loved it. Really good. I would give it I'd probably give it two thumbs up for what it is. Like yeah. you get it for free. I think I paid one pound fifty, I think, and it was worth every penny. It kept me going. I'd play it for like an hour before bed, It'd probably beat over a fortnight. Nice. Well there you yeah. go.
1: Like, if people want it, you can go to Locomaltio.com, which is like the developer's name, just put in Curse of, of IOS and you'll be able to find it. And you can download it on there, or as, or as Agcock just said, you can get it on the app store as well for £1.50. Um Influences. This movie the movie. The, sorry, influences, the movies of special effects from Ray Harish Harry
2: Hassan yeah,
1: and 8-bit games like Vampire Killer, Rastan. Uh, Raiga A, 8 Eyes or Ninja Gaiden
2: you know the only one I've heard of is Ninja Gaiden but I'd say it riffs on pretty much every 8 bit video game that ever came out really
1: an epic quest of a fisherman to save his daughter there you go
2: didn't save her though she fucking died that's the problem didn't get that (laughs) secret level and I ain't going back (laughs) through that fucking
1: It'll be like those gems off of, like, Sonic that you had to get. You to get on Something those like, yeah. bonus levels. And if you didn't get it, like, it's like, oh, well, try again next time. It's like, yeah, but I stopped the cunt. But no, let's try again next time. I was like, yeah. yeah.
2: Fucking i got fucking Taylor chasing me. I ain't got time to be yeah. looking <laughs> for no gems, mate. Just getting <laughs> through, it's hard enough.
1: Deary me. Right, I'm going to do one more game because I have just finished it um, in the last day or so. We spoke about it the other week. It's Ghost of Tsushima. I've got to the end credits. Um, I really wanted to quickly just give it, a quick once over and just say, impressed, beautiful game. Um, does some really cool things that, that other open world games don't do in terms of like its waypointing system. Combat's really good. Has some pitfalls in that it falls into the same sort of open world game sort of traps. In that you pick up stuff that you get copies of, and then I can't sell them. I've got this, you get like charms that you can like but but boost your skills or buff your skills with, and you get like two versions of it, and it does the same. And I'm like, okay, I'm assuming I can sell that, and you can't. So I was like, right, what's that all about? And there's just far too much like discovery stuff for you to do, like reasonably. But overall, impressed with Ghost of Tsushima. And uh, I'll give it one thumb up for any of those that are still on the fence. I don't know if you had any questions about.
2: Yeah, funnily enough, um, I literally before we got on to record this, I was listening to Dimp and I was listening to you and Adkins talk about it. And yeah. you were saying that you would just kind of burnt yourself out by sort of putting too much yeah. into it in the first third and yep. you were then sort of gone a bit stale on it so once you got back into it you did i guess you just mainlined it a bit more and yeah absolutely i just sort of, of refocused. realized where you went wrong
1: yeah absolutely and it's the same thing i do every time like i don't know why i do it to myself if i just do a nice mix of mainline and side quests and other like stuff like discovery bits normally that's that's like the perfect route through but for some reason i was like yeah it's the no.
2: app's brain though isn't it yeah he wanted,
1: want wanted to clear down an entire region at least once and that was like took like two weeks nearly of me playing it like little bits now and again and then
2: yeah act
1: two i really dragged out but when i got to like act three i was like right mainline it and as with most open world games, you can go back after the credits and do the other stuff. So I plan to go back and do some of that other stuff. And what's really cool, actually, is that the there was some side quests that I had like had left unfinished, basically. I hadn't finished them off. And at the end, a character come up to me. and it, well, Your character says to another one, says, oh, what's what's Misekio up to? And they're like, oh, they're still waiting for you to go and sort that issue out. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll go and do that. I kind of liked that it just at least addressed the fact that I'd ignored that quest for a while, like sorted out the big problem, and now I can go back and those guys are still not going to be like, because sometimes like you do stuff after you finish finished a game, you're like, well, chronologically that doesn't make sense because yeah. that couldn't have happened. But just a tiny little small detail like that, and I was like, that makes me actually want to now go back and do those because it makes sense in this playthrough I've done that I've finished off my, my main task and now I can go and help these people out.
2: Perfect. Nice.
1: One thumb up, ghost of Tsushima. Well, there we go. We've got in quite a few games on that session. I hope you enjoyed the episode. We will be back Monday. We don't we don't air a episode on bank holidays, and I feel like we've got one coming up. So.
2: I yeah in August of, we have, yeah
1: August so this will make the grade but you'll we'll be missing one in a couple of weeks because we have a little week off so if we don't I'll make sure I communicate it but again, if you've got this far, thanks very much for for listening we'll bid you adieu and thanks for your time and ta <laughs>